Hello and welcome. My name is Tony Waters and I am a part of Go Follow Jesus Ministries. We have been doing a series on the Spirit and the Bride Say Come. Today we begin Session 3, Part 3 on The Radiant Bride. But before we get into it, I would like to do a quick review of our previous messages. Part 1 was on intimacy and it was about the sleeping bride. And this comes from the scripture in Song of Solomon 2, which says, My beloved speaks to me and says, Rise up, my fair one, and come away. Here we see the bridegroom king, Jesus, calling his sleeping bride to wake up and to follow him into the cleft of the rock, into the secret place. And we talked about the secret place is where we begin to experience his unconditional love and mercy and grace and to know him in a deeper, more intimate way. Then part two was on freedom. This was the warrior bride. We talked about Isaiah 61 where Jesus had said he had come to set the captives free and to heal the brokenhearted. We also talked about spiritual warfare in Ephesians 6 using our God-given armor to defeat the enemy. So today's message is entitled Rise and Shine and it is about the radiant bride who walks in and fulfills her God-given destiny. If I ask you a question, are you, do you believe that you are walking in and fulfilling your destiny? Your answer might be, yes, I have a job, a career, a home, I'm married, I have children, or those are the things I'm working towards. <clears throat> this question and more is what we are going to be discussing in this session. So let's begin by defining the word destiny. Merriam-Webster's Dictionary says it is something to which a person or a thing is destined. Okay, what is destined? Destined means to decree beforehand. So our scripture for this session is in Ephesians 2.10. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God beforehand prepared us that we should walk in them. So we know that God has a purpose and a plan for us because Jeremiah 29 tells us this. It says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, to give you a future and a hope. So God has created each one of us with our own individual spiritual gifts and talents. We are to seek Him, asking Him to reveal and to confirm to us what those are and how He wants us to use them for His kingdom. So a spiritual gift is a God-given talent or ability. It enables us to fulfill our call or our service to the body of Christ. And we are to use these gifts to build up, inspire, and support the church. So we are told what these gifts are in Romans 12, 6-8, and I'd like to read that to you. Since we have gifts that differ in according to the grace given to us, each of us is to use them accordingly. If someone has the gift of prophecy, let him speak a new message from God to his people in proportion to the faith possessed, if service in the act of serving, or he who teaches in the act of teaching, or he who encourages in the act of encouragement, he who gives with generosity, and he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy in caring for others 
with cheerfulness. So I'd like to give a little bit of my testimony about my journey of what my spiritual gifts were that God placed in me. God has put within me a desire to teach. Even as a young child, I would set up my teacher's desk and play school all day long. This was my favorite thing to do. My heart's desire was to go to college and get my teaching degree and teach children in the public schools. But this was not meant to be. My, my life took many twists and turns and I was never able to go to college. So for years, I was grieved about this, uh, about a destiny I felt like, a dream, a desire I felt like I had that I never was to experience or that nev never would be fulfilled in my life. But God, do you know that experience when you desire to go one way and God's desire for you is to go another? Well, that's what happened to me. God's purpose for me was not to teach children in the public school system but it was to become his teacher in the kingdom of God to build up the church and his body. Isaiah 61 tells us that he gives us beauty for ashes, and this is what he did to my grieving heart. I'd wallowed in self-pity about uh, what could have been mentality, but God finally broke through all of that and redeemed that dream into something even more beautiful and fulfilled something that I could not have even ma imagined. I can literally spend hours researching, reading, and studying God's Word to prepare a truth, a teaching, to share. And the time's gone before I even know it. This is one way that we can know what our gift that God has deposited within us may be, is that it is a, a desire that we long to do that satisfies and fulfills us. So, ask yourself this question. If you could do anything at all that you wanted to do and to get paid for it, what would that be? Another way to know what your giftings, your talents might be, is from other people. Other people can recognize it. Uh, they'll begin to tell you, well, you're really good at that, or you do a good job at that. So other people will see your gifts sometimes even before you do. Once you know what your gifts and talents are, then it is important to seek God to know his purpose and his calling about how he wants you to fulfill that. It may not be what we think or want or feel, like my experience, but God has planned for you from the very beginning of your life. He has created you to be. He has created gifts and talents in you to use for his kingdom and his glory, for your good and his glory. Another scripture I'd like to share is Ephesians 4. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. When he ascended on high, he led captive a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. There are also Christian-based spiritual gift assessment tests that you can take that will help you understand your strengths and your weaknesses. You can find them searching on the internet, any search engine. You can pull them up. You can read them, take them. They'll give you some results, help you to understand more about your strengths and your weaknesses, but just be sure that they are biblically based. So once we know what our gifts and talents are, God expects us to use them. We see this in the parable of Matthew twenty-five fourteen. 
There was a man who was about to take a journey, and he called his servants together and entrusted them with his possessions. To one he gave five talents, to another he gave two, and to one he gave one talent, each according to his own ability. And then the man went on a journey. The parable goes on to tell us that the man who was given five talents went out at once and traded them and made five more. As well as the man who had made who was given two talents, he went out, traded them, and made more. But the man who had been given one talent dug a hole in the ground and hid his talent. So the parable goes on to say that after a time the master came back to settle his accounts. To the men who had increased five talents and two talents, he said, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little, now I will set you over much. Then the man with the one talent came forward and said, Master, I was afraid, so I hid your talent in the ground. The master was displeased with him and gave his one talent to the man who had ten. So we see from this that it's important to use our gifts and talents, not to hide them, but to use them for the kingdom of God. We are to let our light shine, let the light of God's glory that he has put within each one of us shine forth, not to hide it, not to cover it up. And Matthew 5.16 tells us this, Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and moral excellence and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So some examples of this is we see in the Word of God is in Abraham's life. God's purpose and plan for him was to become the father of many nations. But first, he had to leave Ur, which was the largest, most prosperous city in the world at that time where Abraham lived. It was a great trading center along the Euphrates River, and it was the only home that Abraham had ever known. So when God spoke to Abraham, he told him to leave his comfortable home, what he had known all his life, and to go out into the wilderness, into a place he did not even know. We can read and find this account of Abraham's call in Genesis 12. So Abraham went out, leaving all that he knew, trusting God for his future, and he did not look back. And because of his faith and desire to please God, Abraham was able to fulfill his destiny. He was able to become the father of many nations. Then there was Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, and we see that he had a call on his life. Paul endured many hardships, but he accomplished what God had called him to, to fulfill his destiny and purpose for the kingdom. We see this in Philippians 3, where Paul writes, Forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the heavenly prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Yes, sometimes God may ask us to leave our comfort zone, to leave the old behind, and to move into our future. But when we make this decision to be obedient and go forward with God, then our destiny will open up. In the Bible, there's many other examples of people who chose to go forward with God and fulfill their destiny. Just a few of them are Moses, David, Esther, and there are many more. 
Psalm 27 in the Amplified reads, Seek my face in prayer. Require my presence as your greatest need. My heart said to you, Your face, O Lord, I will seek. So our heart's desire must be to know Him and to follow Him. We see this desire in the Bride of Christ as she seeks after her Bridegroom King. The Shulamite Maiden in Song of Solomon 5 is seeking her beloved. And she begins to implore the daughters of Jerusalem, saying, If you find my beloved, tell him that I am sick from love, simply to be with him. Then the daughters of Jerusalem ask her, Why is your beloved better than any other? And she goes on to tell them, verses 9 through 16, of his beauty, describing her beloved in detail. And when she finishes, they say to her, Where is your beloved hiding himself? For we would seek him with you. This should be our testimony of our deep and abiding love for Jesus and the effects of our good works in the kingdom, to desire and to seek him, to know him, that our heart's desire would be to encounter him at a deeper level, to seek his face, to hear his voice, and to obey his call and fulfill the destiny of our lives. I believe that in this season and the hard times we've been enduring recently in the world, that Jesus is calling his bride to rise and shine. The Lord has given me this scripture, Isaiah 60, that says, Arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Shine, be radiant with the glory of the Lord, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and dense darkness, but the Lord shall arise upon you and his glory shall be seen upon you. So what is it he's calling us to? Once again, I believe he's calling his bride to wake up, to seek his face, to fulfill our destiny. It is time for his bride to shine with his glory and to overcome the darkness that is in our world to share his love with a lost and hurting world, to usher in what some people are referring to as the great awakening that is to come, where the glory of God will fall on all the nations and millions of people will be saved. So we have a call, a destiny call, to prepare ourselves to be ready, to know the word of God, to study it, to know it, to hide it in our heart, to know what our gifts and talents are, and how to walk in them and use them for the kingdom to fulfill our God-given purpose, to be used mightily for our good and His glory. So I'd like to say a prayer. If you would um, just let God open up your heart, let Holy Spirit come and speak to you. Father God, we thank you so much for this time and this season. We thank you, Lord, for this teaching that you want your bride to know and to walk in her destiny. And I ask, Lord, whoever is out there, that, Holy Spirit, you are just nudging their heart about this and reminding them that you have a plan and a purpose for them, reminding me to reminding them to come out and be separate from the world, that you are calling your people, your bride, to rise up, to follow you, to seek you with all their hearts, that the people would be hearing your voice, Lord, your bride, would know and understand what your call is for their lives.
that you would begin to show and reveal what each one of our destiny is, our purpose, the plan that you have for us to walk in and fulfill, that you would bring your wisdom, your knowledge, and your revelation to your church, your remnant, your bride, to begin to reveal to them, Lord, your desire for them to walk in their gifts and talents and to use them mightily for your kingdom. And now I just want to pray for anyone who may not know the Lord, who may at this time be saying, well, that sounds great and good, but I don't even know where to begin here. So if you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, He is calling you. He is wooing you to come, to come and to seek Him, to seek His face, to receive His salvation, to know His love for you. And if that is you and you want to know the Lord Jesus Christ in a deep personal way, then I would like to lead you in prayer. I ask that you would repeat after me. Father God, I just ask now that you come into my heart and into my life, that you forgive me of my sins. I believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead to deliver me from my sins and that you have prepared for me a home in heaven where I can live with you forever. So I ask, Lord, now that you would just come and reveal to me your love, your mercy, your grace, and show me what it is to walk in this born-again experience where I can follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, the Word of God says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, then you are saved. And it is that born-again experience that Jesus tells us that we must know and experience before we can have Him in our lives and before we can live with Him in heaven. So I thank you for watching today, and I ask you to share this message uh, so other people may be blessed. And if you receive the prayer of salvation, I ask that you would contact the ministry and share that with us so we can pray for you. Uh, that you would get into a group of people that are strong, Bible-based, believing people that follow the Word of God and that you would grow and mature, that you would get into the Word, that you would get a Bible and you would begin to read it and to begin to understand what God's love call is for your life. So thank you for joining us. Until next time, Shalom. May the, God, may the peace of God be with you.